All right, Black Box Radio, we have Chris Furnish today. Say hi to the people, sis. Hello, everyone. How, I hope everybody's doing well during these hard times. So um, tell the people what you do in the community. Um, professionally, what I do for work uh, and what I do in the community, uh, I run a organization called Maryland Marijuana Justice, MDMJ for short. And we are the sister group to DCMJ, which is the organization that legalized cannabis in our nation's capital back in 2014. So uh, the principles and core values of DCMJ is to fight for the people, the rights of the people, you know, allow uh, we have home cultivation in Washington, D.C. Um, and we're basically that group. Uh, we advocate for, like I said, the rights of of consumers, patients, growers and their families, you know, anybody who works in the industry. Those are the people that we represent and fight for. And so we decided to branch out um, to Maryland and fight for legalization because uh, it's been a very slow path um, with the Maryland General Assembly and the work group that they formed. It's just been, you know, kind of chugging along real slow. So we formed this organization to fight for, again, consumers, people who want to grow, people who want to work in the industry, not so much like the industry side of it, but the but the consumer and the patients. And so we're just trying out here trying to legalize cannabis for people who need it and want to grow it themselves and keep people out of jail. And, and so how is that industry affected by a virus like this? People are definitely still smoking. Um, you know, they've deemed cannabis dispensaries around the country as essential businesses. Yeah. Uh, and I, I find that very um, contradictory because mm. for so many years, uh, it's been uh, a criminal thing to do. And, and now all of a sudden it's it's an essential business. And on um, top of that, the people still in jail with marijuana conviction. Exactly. And now yeah. you're breeding and making money within a crisis and the same thing that you're jailing people with. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. That is hypocrite. But, you know, that's what's happening in America. Because I don't think this is, I think this is a recession virus <laughs> proof industry. <laughs> I, I think so. And I think now, I think now more than ever, um, elected officials and con congressional representatives and even the president of the United States can see clearly how, um, you know, this, this plan is essential, not, not for financial gain, but for mental health and, you know, people who have PTSD, like people are dealing with a lot of stress during this whole pandemic. A lot of people don't even know how they're going to eat today. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of restaurant workers who are out of work and, are really scared of what's going to happen tomorrow. And uh, cannabis and plant-based medicines are extremely therapeutic, ex extremely sacred plants uh, that have been on this earth for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, you know, since the beginning of time. And we've absolutely been disconnected by, you know, with nature because of politics and just, uh, you know, industrial uh, companies like have caused a disconnect between human beings and nature. And I think this coronavirus is a prime example of, of why 
we need to constantly be in touch with nature because, you know, imagine people who are have a little garden in their backyard and can can be self-sustainable and don't need to go to the grocery store, don't need to rely on all these big industrial uh, industries to survive. They're doing it on their own. So I just think that now more than ever is a, a great example of, of why humans need to stay connected with the environment and nature and plants because plants heal us. You know, they're the reason why we breathe. And the more disconnected we stay, the more out of touch we're going to be with survival. Really, the power structure found a way to make money. So um, we are still disconnected with nature because the power structure is pushing us out here within May to want to us to start working and get the country back online and not looking at the biological effects and, you know, what nature is saying to us. So really, they found a way to make it economically feasible. And the population is now benefiting from from them being fine with the economics that they're gaining. Because if they they couldn't get an economics, those plants would still be <laughs> will still be where they were. So it's because they were able to set up an industry, which is a problem in in, in this country and the leadership of the, of America, is that everything that's good or everything that can um, make us flourish as humans has to be tied in the industry for wealth. If it's not, it won't be celebrated. It won't get a platform. It won't even get looked at. Making it very exclusive um, to, you know, certain demographics of people. You know, yep. you don't, you don't see a whole food store um, in in the inner cities. Hmm. You don't, you don't see natural food products. You see a bunch of dollar stores and Burger Kings and McDonald's. And then you have to wonder, like, why is it like that? Don't forget the liquor store and the corner liquor You got to bring it all out. The liquor store, the corner store. I'm actually reading a book called The Color of Law. But it talks about how back in the 40s um, and 50s, like during after the war and everything, where they set up all the, um, you know, multi-level big apartment complex buildings. And, um, you know, there were actual laws written by the government saying you know, black people can't live here. This is a white neighborhood. And the second a black, you know, too many black families move in, uh, everybody who's not of color is going to move out and, you know, just destroy the neighborhood. And it actually was written in the law that, um, you know, they, they can put liquor stores and cigarette, you know, tobacco shops on however many they want in, in certain parts of, you know, quote unquote, the ghettos. But the law is that you can't do that in white neighborhoods. You can't do that in the suburbs. As, as black people, we grew up in these neighborhoods. So we know what's there. We're clear that if we go to other neighborhoods, we don't see the same, the same businesses, the same setup. So we're clear what's going on. Um, and it's so undeniable. But to the people who are in this country, they act like it's not happening. It's like it's your fault. That's it's, that privilege. Yeah, that's what privilege does. It, the food desert is your fault. Yep. Uh, the um the drug presence because you can't sell something that's not present. The presence of it and the availability and the access of it is your fault. So you know the educational system and and is your fault. So you know that's that's what we live in. But that's not what we're here. We're here to talk about Corona. <laughs> so and also here to talk about Chris. We and don't. Chris. Yeah, because yeah. well, I'll tell you Chris one thing. This, Chris. This is, 
this is what my life consumes of. Like, is consumed yeah. of is like every topic, everything that I'm passionate about always boils down to um, the rights of of people of color. You know, I I, I could give I could care less about uh, the opinions of people who look like me. To be honest. Okay, because, well, let's, let's get that out. Let's sag into that. Who? How you look? You said I look like how you look, Chris. Uh, you know, a, co- a white female. Okay, so you're a white female. Okay, we got to get context to the people. You know, we can't see you. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, no yeah, video. Yeah, you, didn't, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have to fix your hair. You didn't, you didn't have to fix your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, it's just what you were saying, Queenie. Um, you know, people who people who look like me, white, pe- white people, they, they, they always have uh, uh, somebody to blame. Oh, well, you shouldn't have. You should have just you should have just listened or you should have stayed in school or you should have done drugs or you should have just did what the policeman told you to do. It's not that black and white. I'm sorry, but it's not, you know, and I I have my own family members that that refuse to to see in between the lines, you know, and I don't want to call anybody out, but it's just it's frustrating to me that. You know, these facts that are right in front of our face. All you have to do really is read a few books and you'll and you'll come to realization that like, oh, my gosh, like this oppression has never stopped. Nothing has changed. And that's what will make you realize. But these people like people refuse to see the truth that's right in front of them. And, and, And for that, like those people's opinions don't matter to me because I know I know what's really happening in this country. And like I said, nothing has changed. Mm. Well, thank you for Thank you for that. Um, your input. That was amazing. So <laughs> let me, it was. So let me ask the question because we needed, to, the people need to know you're actually where right now and how did that happen? I am physically in um, Anchorage, Alaska right now. Um, my boyfriend lives out here. He's lived out here for the last 25 years. He's a petitioner. So for those who don't know what that means, um, you know, there's certain states, Maryland excluded, um, that you can get people to sign a petition and put issues on the ballot. Uh, so my boyfriend has been doing that for the last 30 years. He wor- He's worked all around the country. In pretty much every state, he's worked on pretty much every marijuana initiative in the country. Um, so he just said, hey, I want you to come. And this was before, like, the coronavirus started getting really bad. But mm-hmm. um, he said, I want you to come out here and visit me. So I jumped on a plane and I was only supposed to be here for a week. But, uh, you know, my, my roommates back home were saying, like, we think you should stay out there. You're safe. Uh, it's getting really bad over here, so just stay put. And so I've just been here in Alaska trying to stay away from this virus as much as possible and still, you know, still staying connected with the community back on the East Coast. So, Okay. And how is has there been a level of effect? I know that's not where you're from, but Alaska, because is, is, c- it's kind of sparsely um, populated. Or am I right? I'm not, right. I'm not, yeah. There's uh, right. Alaska is like the size of Texas and California combined. It's it's a very large state and there's not very many, you know, the population isn't huge. So, um, you know, the, the cases of coronavirus aren't like exploding out here because it is pretty rural. 
area, but um, you know, not that's not to say that it's that it's not out here at all. There there are cases and there are there have been deaths out here so far. So, but uh, we've been just staying inside, stocking up at the grocery store when we need to, and just kind of trying to focus on work and you know stay entertained and. <laughs> It's a lot. Cook, cooking a lot lately. <laughs> so when do you anticipate to come back east? Honestly, I. Are that's a good question. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely up now. coming back home. But I, yeah, I'm posted up right now. Just chill it. Just, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> the snow is starting to melt out here. But no, I mean, once snow. I. Yeah, really? there's still snow. I mean, what? it hasn't been snowing, but the snow from on the ground is now it's like starting to melt. So you have some snow on the ground. Wow, it's really warm. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's getting warm though, and this will blow your mind. Last night at around it was like ten ten p.m. and the sky was still light from the sun. Mm, ten ten. Ten ten p.m. and it's like every day it gets later and later. The sun goes down later and later. So that's pretty interesting. That's very interesting. I would love to see. And I know in Alaska, it, gets, it stays dark for like six months. Am, am I right? So you have to go up more up north for that. More enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trying to get my little geography to play <laughs> together. That'll, that'll work. So, all right. We're, um, we're at the part of the interview where... Uh, oh, wait. Let me make one more shout out to uh, my, my, my people back on the East Coast in D.C., Adam Eidinger and Rachel Ramon Donman are pumping out masks. They're uh, asking people who have extra fabric or thread to uh, reach out um, to dcmj.org or we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Reach out to us on social media uh, if you have any kind of fabric or thread to donate. And if you would like um, anybody who needs a mask, they're making, they're, they're almost at like 420 masks that they've made. And they're sending them out to people who need them all around the country. So, um, and they're free, free masks. We're not um, trying to put the pandemic here. Amazing. And what's in, and say that again. Yeah. Give that, give that another shout. That's amazing. DC, mm-hmm. DC marijuana justice. And um, right now, uh, like I said, they're, they are free, but if you feel so inclined to make a donation to, decrimnaturedc.org. Uh, we've got a movement in D.C. I know you're probably aware that um, some municipalities around the country, such as Oakland and Denver, um, they have decriminalized uh, entheogens, which is plant-based medicines, mushrooms, uh, enthe- uh, psilocybin, you know, mescaline, things like that for healing. And so we're asking if anybody wants a mask and they can donate to donate to decriminaturedc.org. Amazing. All right. So we added the um, part of the interview with your last will and testament. It's what you leave with the community. It could be a talent, you know, it could be a poem, but leave a jewel with the community as we go through this significant time in history. Okay. What I want to leave is just a bit of hope that this will, you know, soon come to an end and uh, don't ever stop asking questions question everything um just keep being friendly to people be nice to one another because right now we need each other like no time you know it's like we are one we are all here together on planet earth spaceship earth whatever you want to call it we're all here as one 
And we have to stick together now more than ever against the powers that be, because they're the ones trying to get us to attack one another and stay, uh, you know, distracted while they while they scheme stuff behind closed doors. So just stay focused, stay loving and, and humble, love one another and keep asking questions. And for those of y'all that smoke weed out there, this is the best time for y'all to be growing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Smoke a joint. <laughs> Grow <All right>. your <laughs> own. No, I'm serious. Buy some, and not even cannabis. Grow your own vegetables. Uh, you know, start a, a garden in your windowsill. Because now more than ever, it's very important for us to be self-sustainable and not have to rely on these big corporate industries to feed us. Awesome. Awesome, G. Chris, thank you so much for taking some time to share your experience and your perspective and the work that you've been doing in the community. Uh, we we appreciate you for, yeah, for showing up for us like, all the way from the other side of, of the country. Yeah. That's a fight I'm not willing to give up. So I, I, I'm there 100 percent. All right. So if you're listening to us right now, and you've enjoyed this conversation that we've had, you can find all of the voices of the Rona Report at blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O. You can find all of the interviews of the Rona Report, plus all of the conversations that we've had on Black Box Radio going all the way back to 9-19-19. You can also find Black Box Radio on Instagram, and Facebook at Black Box Radio. And you can find us on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And if you're hearing this right now, that means you have found us and not everyone is able to find us that easily. So make sure that you share this conversation with your friends and family. Put it on your social media. Um, Send it out in your emails so that other people can hear this valuable information coming to the community from Black Box Radio. We just had Chris Furnish. We thank you so much for your input all the way from Alaska. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, come back to the East Coast. We're trying to see you again. I know, I miss you guys. Bring it back, (laughs) bring it back. (laughs) So um, this is uh, Black Box Radio. It is 4-17-20. We are in the Rona Report. We're out. Peace.